Aligned to the Light is a podcast sponsored by the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. The views and opinions expressed by each individual speaker do not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of the Universal Hager Spiritual Church Association. As we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, this podcast embraces and discusses how to grow and develop the understanding of who we truly are. Welcome back to Align to the Light podcast. Uh, this is Double H, and I'm here with. Hey, KB is here. And this is Red G to the Double E with you tonight. Excellent. And so, as we start off our new episode, uh, wanted to again thank our listeners for checking out our last one on what's eating you and benefits of fasting. If you haven't, make sure you check that out. Um, Great episode, and looking forward to be another great one. So tonight's episode is on meditation. Obviously a buzzword right now with so much happening in the world today. So certainly want to touch on that, and hopefully this is something that gets you aligned and gets your mind and your body and soul uh, in the right place. So, KB, I'll start with you. What is meditation? All right. So meditation, and I actually researched just to see what definitions were out there. And don't laugh, but I found a really good definition actually on Wikipedia. So I'll I'll, I'll read that. But it says meditation is a practice where an individual uses a technique um, such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. So, I mean, I thought that was really a a good um, definition for meditation. Good deal. Uh, Rev G, what about you? What what does meditation mean in your eyes? Well, that's a great thing. You gave the next definition of it. But I also look at it as being a, a continuous and contemplative thought. You know, when you're dwelling mentally on it could be anything just to concentrate on it, it allows you to help to realize the reality of the absolute. It gets you in touch with that, that, that spiritual consciousness that, uh, and even that subconsciousness. Some people might say towards Christ, other might say towards a higher power, but towards that inner you and that divine truth that's within you so you could understand more about your spirit and your soul. Okay, awesome. Um, and, and so I'll, I'll add on to what has already been said. Um, you know, meditation it comes from the root word meditatio from Latin, um, and it's about thinking or contemplating. And when we hear meditation, we often think about uh, Eastern spiritual practices, those found in Africa and India um, and even parts of Asia, um, which have kind of, you know, moved on and, and found its way here in the Western world and primarily in the United States. Uh, but can this idea of meditation uh, can both be focused as well as open-minded, right? And so those are things that I'm Hope as we get further into the episode, we'll talk more about, but focused and open-minded and or 
open-minded or open-monitoring. Uh, sometimes you also hear that instead of open-minded. But, again, those are two types that are constantly thought about as we hear about meditation. So what's the purpose? So we, we talked about what meditation is. Why would a person want to meditate? Why should they meditate? How does it help? Sure, I'll go first. Um, it allows you to calm the mind down. You know, a lot of times we go about our daily lives, uh, we're running, uh, especially in some areas it might be a little bit more fast-paced than, than others, but you're constantly running, you're constantly, there's always something on the calendar. And when do you ever take time to really sit down and calm the mind, calm all of those thoughts? Uh, that are going on that you don't even realize sometimes are, are going on subconsciously within your mind just to focus on uh, what you're trying to accomplish or, or just to even kind of throw off some of the some of the things that have happened uh, during the day. You know, your, your coworker bumped into you or stuff that you don't even realize is going on, but you kind of catalog it in your mind and and subconsciously are thinking about it, but just to calm the mind and, and to get you to just a, a better spiritual state. And that's great. You know, and, um, there's, there's, you know, there's different reasons why people meditate. And as they say, it's a very calming thing they tell me, and I've got to calm down. Some people do it because they have issues and problems, maybe medical, maybe psychological even. Some people do it to calm down their anxiety. They find that they get very anxious on things, but if they just sit down and, and, and start to calm down and, and meditate on just their breath and just taking their time, they find that it might relieve or at times it does relieve the anxiety. And then we spoke about it before that it does help to lower your blood pressure. Well, we know that's always a good thing, you know, because that promotes good health, that promotes better circulation, you know, and if you have better circulation, then, you know, you move better, you think better. You know, you just have a better being in itself. They say meditation also can help control your pain. You know, they tell you when you're in a lot of pain and you go through these different doctors and these different palliative care type things, they say just just, 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 just breathe a little bit, but instead of concentrating on the pain, you know, look forward to something else, concentrate on something else, meditate on something else, and soon your mind will take you there and you'll forget that pain even if it's just for a few minutes. Sometimes that few minutes could mean wonders to someone that's in chronic pain. You know, so it does have different types of health benefits, and it helps you improve yourself, you know, get you in touch with who you are and what you are, as I said a little bit earlier. So we could work on it in different ways, and it does different things for different ones. But it's a beautiful thing when you have the different types of meditation combined. No, absolutely. As well as I'll, I'll add, so, you know, from a – spiritual perspective, right? Each of the different faiths and walks of life, uh, whether it's Judaism, uh, Islam, Christianity, Hinduism, Jainism, um, Buddhism, each of them have their own forms of meditation along with different poses that go along with it, right? And so you'll commonly hear the full lotus pose or the standing pose or a sitting pose or uh, for some, it's a lying down pose. And, and so each of these forms of meditation have their own individual benefits. Uh, they also align with whatever uh, that creator of that faith might have been doing when they themselves had a dream or were impressed about something. And so 
Um, I want our listeners to, to realize that all meditation is not the same, but it doesn't mean that all meditations are not valuable. They, they certainly can be, and they certainly are, right? As Rev G and KB mentioned, the benefits of simply just calming your mind and being able to uh, lower your blood pressure, being able to relax and get into a more creative space, more creative headspace, does extreme wonders, right? And and so it's something that shouldn't be lost on just because you may not be able to cross your legs for 30 minutes or you can't uh, get into an awkward pose from some previous illness or some previous injury. Um, it, it's still an opportunity or a benefit to find a way to meditate. That's a great point. Now, there's a misconception out there saying that the only way that you can meditate is if you turn off all the lights and you're in a still, quiet place and, and you sit there and you, 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 you concentrate or whatever the case might be. But there, as you mentioned, there's different types of people and different types of doctrines that do meditation. They all do it differently. Some close their eyes. Some have their eyes open. Some sit, some stand, some move, some cross their legs because there are different ways to meditate to accomplish the goals that you are looking for. So the question is, when you sit down to meditate, what are you trying to meditate for? What are you aligning to? KB, what suggestions do you have? So as far as, I mean, I think we've kind of covered a little bit what we're aligning to, um, and it's been a common thread throughout this podcast so far on our previous episodes of, of trying to get more in tune to who you really are. There was a philosopher a long time ago, um, Socrates, that said, man, know thyself. And in getting to know yourself, um, it's, it's knowing all the different parts of what makes you you, including your thoughts, including the physical aspect of you, and including the spiritual aspect of you. Uh, no, that's that's great. As well as, right, when we talk about knowing the different aspects of you, uh What's interesting, and I know I, I found out when I uh, began to meditate and have been doing it for several years now, is not only do you realize how many thoughts, random thoughts, go across your mind, but you also recognize it becomes pretty difficult to blank your mind for an extended period of time, right? Even when you think, oh, I, I, I turned my lights down low, I, I'm in a quiet space, suddenly you start thinking about, hey, hmm. Did I turn the iron off? Did I did I wash the dishes last night? Is there another episode coming on? Is this football season? Uh, did I call my girlfriend? Right, all those thoughts they quickly start running through your head, and that that benefit of meditation is to help begin to calm those. Right, to get to a state where you can still think, but not on just daily activities. You can get to a place where you're able to focus. And even for some meditations, they slow down the speaking and they may start to speak even slower. And they use certain key terms like um, um to, you know, uh, alert certain portions of the body and certain chakras. And so it is such a deep and thorough topic around meditation. But one thing I really like is that it is it is individual, right? So, yes, you can do it as part of a, a class or a community, um, and there's, you know, workshops and, and large 
um, groups that just do group and collective meditation, but you on your own can in the morning or in the evening can find a place to meditate. And it doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be uh, with fancy symbols or, or certain songs saying you can just do it at your desk or do it in your car or anywhere else you want to and reap the benefits of it. So double H, I hear another challenge coming. Oh. <laughs> Talk to me nice. Talk to me nice. Go ahead. You know, one thing I heard a philosopher, well, I didn't hear him say, but I read him, uh, one of his sayings was that as far as the time limit and amount of time for, to, to meditate, they say meditating about 20 minutes a day is very good unless you're very busy. If you're very busy, you should meditate for an hour. <laughs> okay. And so, I, wait, I got to interject on that one. So, I, I would say maybe as time goes along, but in the beginning, as Double H said, it is very hard for some people, including myself, w- without any kind of previous practice, to sit and quiet themselves for that long. Um, oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to go and that's not the challenge I'm putting out there. I was just mentioning what one person said, okay. what one philosopher said about meditation. So I know how difficult it is to meditate for 10 minutes. You know, sometimes you sit down and you get in that comfortable position to get ready to meditate, and all of a sudden you're snoring. Wake yourself up snoring even. But <laughs> don't feel bad. It doesn't mean that the meditation did not work because your subconscious still at work even while you're asleep. So you can still get in touch with those spirits or still get focused on what you're doing, even though you might doze off. Yeah, that's so true. I heard uh, Double H, too, said, you know, sometimes it's hard to to quiet those thoughts down. It's Mm -hmm. also hard to quiet your body down physically. It's almost like when you go in, if you've ever had the pleasure of of going in for an MRI and you go in in the machine and everything starts to itch. You know, your your pinky toe, you know, you got to scratch your pinky toe. It's just everything starts to bother you. You start to realize all of the different things. You really recognize all the different parts of your body because it is very hard once you have to quiet or once you, your goal is to quiet everything to not think about um, those other things that, that are going on, even with your body physically. Eyes will tear up and... When you're trying to focus your your uh your eyes on something, so I mean it's it's a lot of a lot of challenges. Not nothing painful or anything, but just you know you start to notice that hey, yes, I'm a physical being too. Mm-hmm. And you notice if you especially you use the example of the MRI, that does not come until they say okay, be still and hold your breath, and then all of a sudden the itch, the pain, whatever comes, and you say oh man, I got to do this for how long? And that's what meditation can help as well. Because you're concentrating on your breathing to calm that down. And that's not only, you know, when you're going into something like an MRI, but when you're just going into a situation that you're not sure of, sometimes people just get anxiety or get, get, get a little bit different. And, and that's where you say, okay, I'm going to take a couple of breaths to say that I can do this. And if it's just walking down the street to being that little engine that could, I know I can, I know I can, I know I can. And that could be your mantra for going into that. Right. That's great. And, and so, Earlier, I mentioned, right, different types of meditation, um, and there is a thing called focused or concentrative meditation, 
right? And, mm-hmm. and so that deals with mantras or pay attention to breathing, as KV mentioned, or a single point, right? And so you'll hear or read up on uh, stories of individuals saying, study a flower or study a stone or look at an object or look at a picture or look at a glass of water. And so those are more focused meditation, right, where your 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 mind and your thoughts are centered on a certain focal point and once it's doing that, then all other background should fade away, right? So it's extremely valuable for trying to focus and getting in the zone, as athletes like to talk about it. And then the other type that is often mentioned is open-minded or open-monitoring meditation, where instead of focus on an object, uh, the goal is to just try to be alert, right, to be aware of what's happening, but not to think on any individual uh, specific idea or concept. So instead, you're just uh, allowing yourself to be open and alert and take in what the senses are going on. But also, again, as as Katie mentioned, you start hearing what's happening inside your body, right? And instead of trying to slow it down or shut it off, you just let it move, let it go. And as those thoughts will continue to run and run, eventually they'll run out and you'll get to a place where um, you are, one, aware of the speed of happening, but also even much more alert and hypersensitive of, man, quiet, because I, I heard, you know, millions and millions of thoughts, and then there was a small millisecond of quietness, and so you find those little seconds. And so, again, I just wanted to bring both of those topics to the listener about, that, man, this uh, – all these types of meditation are extremely helpful, but more importantly, you know, when somebody's talking about, hey, I, I meditate when I'm using a mantra, you may or may not have to do that. Your meditation may be more open-minded. Say, well, listen, I walk in the park, and uh, I just walk, right? And then during that walking, I try to absorb as much as I can from nature and birds and, and bees and, and the light, and I absorb that in, and that helps me get me to a certain place. You know, and one of the other things is uh, I find that some people do benefit from, especially when they're just starting out and needed some assistance, is uh, there are different types of guided meditation where either you're listening to a recording or someone is there and they're guiding either an individual or a group to a specific point so they can get to visualize uh, uh, something all together. And even though they're visualizing something all together, and they're bringing it into focus for themselves, they still see it and read it differently. So, you know, it, it, it's really interesting after you do, especially or any type of meditation, to have different ones maybe discuss what they saw, what they felt, what they heard, what they was impressed with during that meditation, you know. You know and then you also have the movement meditation, which is great, you know, which is uh, included in like a lot of yoga, tai chi, and karate classes or different things like that where the body is actually moving while you're meditating. Your eyes are closed sometimes or not, but those movements that flow and get you into a certain state within yourself and lifts your consciousness and allows you to get to your Zen space, so to speak, and you're able to do that to accomplish things and to put that motion in. People do it even in dance. It's a beautiful thing to listen to a song or, 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 or especially if you're doing some type of partner dance and just get into the flow of the music and there's nothing there 
but the movement of the beat and the vibration of the music and the movement of the people that are, are just, just moving in sync with that is a, it's a wonderful thing to witness. And if you're doing that, and if you're all on the same accord, and it's a meditation thing that you're doing to create, you can work wonders. But uh, so what happens if I really like pizza and I'm eating that? Can that be a meditation? Like, can I, like, meditate on the sauce, <laughs> meditate on the cheese? I'm thinking about – I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just – I was – No, no, no. Actually, you can when you think about it because that puts you mm-hmm. in touch with your feelings. That puts you in touch with your body's doing. You meditate on the smell. You meditate on the sight. You taste it. You feel it going down, and you feel it running through your body. You feel yourself digesting it. That's a meditative force also. It's a concentration. And you're concentrating that, on seeing what that result is. Uh, that sounds more like hunger, but I'm going to go with that. Well, you could do it while you're hungry, but <laughs> when you're hungry, you're not thinking about it. You're just doing it. Now I think I'm ready for the next challenge. Now I'm All right. Go ahead. Challenge. All right. What's that? Okay. Come on. So um, in terms of meditation, I want our listeners to find the most random object, right? Not something oh. very, um, you know, spiritual. I want something that's extremely random, like a shoe or a slice of pizza or a toy, um, you know, a children's toy. Or actually, you know what? Let's do, I'll do something even stupid. Do like a um, an M M&M. and M. What about that? Like an M M&M. and M. Do they still sell M and M's? I think they do. I have no idea. M and M's because I like chocolate. There you go. Oh, yeah. We're gonna do. We're gonna do the chocolate oh, meditation. Chocolate so it's gonna be a chocolate meditation. So I ask our listeners to find <laughs> a piece of chocolate, and I want them to meditate on it. I want them to say it as a mantra. I love chocolate. I want them to to look at it. I want them to visualize it. I want to and I want to see how well they can focus the mind on that. And then that's the focus meditation, right? And then the other challenge, um we we got two phases always, right? So phase 1 is focus meditation on chocolate. The other one is open monitoring, open mind of chocolate, where you just place the chocolate in the room and you just absorb the smells, right? You inhale it, you uh, may see it and be visually stimulated by it um, and see what comes up. And then give us some feedback on which of the meditations worked for you um, and if you saw something that was creative about it. But you heard it here. Chocolate meditation, line to the light, chocolate meditation. So well, personally, oh. I think I'm going to eat the chocolate and see <laughs> that's going to be my open meditation. And as I am eating the chocolate, I'm going to see what feelings and what thoughts come to mind and that mm. I'm going to do. <laughs> and I'm a dog chocolate person, so that actually works for me. And it's benefits in dark chocolate. It helps reduce your blood sugar. And it brings it back to normal after a meal. But that's a whole other story. I love it. 
Let me let me say my uh, disclaimer again. We are not medical professionals <laughs> on here, so if you choose to make one hour or two hour or four hour meditations on this chocolate and somehow you know inhale tons of chocolate during this meditation, do not call us. We won't answer. <laughs> so, let me know. But. I do think it is extremely uh, creative, right? Because, you know, all the time they say, hey, meditate on a flower or, or meditate on this picture, meditate on this glass of water. And, and those are, again, those are all great, but I want something random um, because if a person can meditate and use something that's random and something they see every day, well, then meditating on a picture or a candle or a glass of water or a flower will be a breeze. Exactly. All right. So KB, let's see. We talked yeah. about um, talked about the purpose. We talked about uh, time limits a little bit. We talked about moving. What about does there need to be a clear mind or specific focus? Yeah, so, you know, I was over here meditating on that, and I, and I wanted to go back to the subject of how do you clear your mind. And to answer the question first, I, I would say it, it depends. It depends on the person. Uh, we've talked about focus meditation versus open. And I, I would say, hey, um, if you're focused, um, it's less about having a, a clear mind and, and more about focusing on the object and kind of seeing what thoughts come to you as as it helps you to uh, in turn clear or in, calm yourself. But I would say for the open, you kind of have to have more of a clear mind. A lot of the times I hear, um, and often in the meditation that I practice, you work on clearing your mind and, and getting rid of those thoughts, having nothing go through your mind. But it's, as we mentioned before, a little hard to do. So I guess I would say, are there any tricks to accomplishing a clear mind? Rev G, you got some uh, tricks for KB? I wouldn't necessarily call it tricks, but there are different things that you could practice. And, and like you said, it was different for different people. Uh, one thing about it is that your mind is on, is, you know, the, the duty of the mind is the thing. It's going to do its job. But the thing is, is to, to, to get it to calm those thoughts down. And one of the ways, and I keep talking about it, is by breathing. Because by breathing and concentrating on your breath, concentrating on the beats of your heart, it gives you, your mind something else to work with. It gives your mind something else to think about and, and go to. And in doing that, uh, it, it'll help to calm that mind down and direct that, that pattern of, 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 of willfulness to go into this. Um, there's also, as they mentioned, chants and, and mantras. You know, I, I, I had heard this uh, Hindu priest a uh, long time ago. He was teaching this uh, class in meditation. And the way that he taught his pupils, his the students who first go down into meditation was to just start getting the rhythm of just saying their name. So they say their full name. So say with me, they'll start with I am and then say their name. Okay, so I am Reverend G. I am Reverend G. And you would say that five to seven times. 
and then after you say that five to seven times, you would drop off the last part of it. So in this case, it was G. So it would be, I am reverend, I am reverend. And you would say that five to seven times. And then as you drop that off and you're just going into the I am, you'll find that thou come into the rhythm of being more saying that instead of I am, you'll come into saying um. And as you're going through that, it'll be that calming and give you that thing to concentrate on to take you to that higher height, to allow you to feel the vibrations of the atmosphere, so to speak, so that you can get into the concentrative state of that quiet mind to see what's in that spirit for you. Uh, okay. KB, I know, uh, my advice is to um, have an empty chocolate wrapper and then just focus <laughs> on the internet. I didn't hear what you said. Have empty what now? Chocolate wrapper. There's some chocolate wrapper. There you go. And that's not what bring you back. It's not bring you back now. That'll be emptiness. Uh, no, seriously. So, uh, you know, the Rev G has some great great tips, um, uh, you know, something that uh, I have done is I've done tried different types of meditation. Uh, one, I've tried the mantras, and, and those work well. Um, you know, I've, I've also tried the different poses or asanas that they're, as they're oftentimes called in uh, different faiths uh, where they, you know, you, you put yourself in a certain position, and that, again, aligns you to um, harmonize with um, – not only your body, but also with, with spiritual forces and spiritual principles. But other thing that I found was extremely helpful um, that uh, I thought of and, and would certainly share that with our listeners was um, it said, think on the happiest time in your life, whatever mm-hmm. that was, whether it was, mm-hmm. you know, um, playing in the rain as a kid, whether it was going to someone's house, um, that, you know, a grandmother or a grandfather, um, whether it was your first kiss uh, or your first time uh, seeing a baby born or anything like that, and think on that. And it said just just continue to think on it. And it was uh, pretty amazing because not only did you feel good, but it's easy to start really getting deeply woven into that uh, concept. Right, so um, you know, for me, one of mine was you know the birth of my son, and so not only was I able to reflect on that, but I was also able to reflect on uh, the operating room, what I was wearing, you know, how I felt when I saw him come out, uh, the sound that he first made, and my whole demeanor changed, right? And and so mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a again, it's a, a great technique. Um, for people to think about again, what what is the happiest one of the happiest times of your life? And, and as your life changes, right, you have different happier times. Right? I have have two boys, and so each time uh, they they provide me uh, different happiness. But uh, I, I would encourage you know you to think about that. If uh, what's what's been something extremely happy for you, um, or made you very happy, and use that uh, as a window or an avenue. To start your meditation, and it may be um, a great way to keep you motivated and keep a person um, thinking that way. So. That's a great idea. You know, I think either the Hindu or the Zimbabwean or the Sophies, one of them, they have this thing called it's a, it's actually called a love and happiness meditation. 
a loving kindness meditation, where that's what they do. All they think about are the kindness that they've had in their life and they want to present to others. All they think about is the love, and that's the concentration that they have and the visualization that they have while they're meditating. And it's supposed to be very, very, very successful, and it brings them to a different place, and when you come out, you have no choice but to feel joy, they say. I guess I'll jump in here. Um, I, I find that I take a simple, simple approach, and I think of nothing but a sheet of printer paper. And um, because I'm really trying to clear my mind, and in those times when I'm meditating for that purpose where I'm solely trying to clear my mind, I'm trying to really see what um, the spiritual side of me is going to give me as far as perhaps a message or an image. So I think about a plain sheet of paper, a printer paper, no lines, and then I just try to kind of, in my mind, go deeper and deeper into that piece of paper to where I'm only seeing white and that's all I'm thinking about. Um, so that's how I try to clear my mind. But I have a question with that. It, would you consider that focus or open meditation? Mm. Uh, so Great I question. think it's a little both, right? Um, yeah, I think as definitely. You, as you start with, right, the idea is you are concentrating um, or focusing uh, your mind on a single point, right? But as you continue through that, um, you have now stopped focusing on a point, but you have let, as you just said, your mind um, delve deeper into the whiteness, and now it's just white, right, or or light, or whatever color or shade that you see as you move further and further into that. So. Um, yeah, I think it's it's both. <clears throat> and I think that's one of the things we learn, and again, kind of touch back to a line, um, is that there really isn't a very rigid form, right? All forms of meditation may seem rigid, but as you get further into it, even the person that says, hey, you have to sit in a certain pose, well, okay, but they realize that a person may get out of that pose and still be meditating, right? And and or that person may have a certain health condition that prevents them from um, sitting in that certain pose, but their mind is still there. And and so I I would just offer that whatever works for the individual uh, works for them, and um, it may or may not fit into any of the things that we've talked about. It may be a blend of all the things that we've talked about. But if it's helping you get to a, a harmonizing state and getting you to a place where you feel comfortable and feel consciously aware of, you know, loved ones or internal happiness or, or state of being, then I say go for it. And that's so true. Now, I definitely agree with you. And getting to that harmonizing state is, is what we're trying to do. Um, we have to be in harmony with ourselves. Now, when you were talking about getting to that point and concentrating on that paper, one of the, that is a focused meditation, and it's not a focused meditation to a point because you're focused on something that's through your imagination. A lot of people, a lot of things when they talk about focusing is using your physical eye to focus on something and have that help you to drift into the meditation, whether it's a spot on the wall whether it's a piece of chocolate or whatever the case might be, is something that's physically there that you're concentrating on. With you, you're concentrating and creating something through your imagination. 
which is a focus too, but it allows you a little more leeway because you create what it is that you're trying to focus on and you create what you're trying to get out of that focus. And as we go through the different types of meditation, we, we can talk about it for days, I, I feel, because there's so many different types. But as we consider what works best for us is just by going out there and taking a sample, going out there and not being afraid to try. And, and, and you know, we gave you a challenge last week about the, the fasting. Now, we never completed the meditative challenge, but maybe during that four hours, I'm not saying for the whole four hours, but maybe during that time that you're being quiet anyway and you're not using any type of social media anyway, just take a few minutes and meditate. Concentrate on that piece of chocolate or concentrate on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish and see what happens. Write it down. Drop us a line. I like it. I, I like that. Um, I think you have just created some more hungry people. But because <laughs> you you know you told them, listen, four hours, no social media, no talking. Now you're trying to add in there, focusing on chocolate. <laughs> I will I will go back to get right, I got you. I got you. Um, <laughs> look, I, listen, I think we. As uh, as Reggie said, I mean, there is so much we can talk about with meditation. And, and as I think about, you know, wrapping up and how we can uh, close this out, I want our listeners to, to know, right, it's not just feel-good stuff, right? There are scientific benefits to meditation as well. And, and so <clears throat> there are things such as, you know, alpha waves and, and beta waves and theta waves and theta waves being a, a state where you're actually starting to calm down and be much more alert and more aware and, um, you know, um, being more um, creative uh, that happens as forms of meditation as well as the ideas um, and, you know, studies have shown benefits of slowing down uh, high blood pressure and being able to just be calmer, right? And so, um, especially in our current state of lots of activity, lots of news cycles, uh, lots of positive and sometimes negative energy that's uh, given to us, whether we see it or hear it or, or take it in from others, meditation can certainly be a great cure I think, for life's daily ills that may present themselves to us. So, KB, what, what's your thoughts as we are uh, trying to wrap up and close out? Uh, I would say my thoughts are, you know, it has to be something that works for you. What works for, um, I think I said this last time, but what works for someone else might not work for you, might not work for 10 other people, might not work for your coworkers, but if it works with you and it it works for you and it works and it resonates with um, that inner part of you that, you know, you, you almost don't even know why, but you just know it is and it's positive, um, then then that's the way to go. There are so many things. We just wanted to kind of whet your appetite a little bit for you to, you know, go out and, and do some research on uh, for yourself on, on how you can meditate in the different forms of meditation and get you interested and get the conversation going. Rev G? Definitely, that's a great thing. And, uh, you know, meditation definitely is nothing new, and the two oldest forms of meditation is the mantra and the gazing form. 
and everything doesn't work for everybody, as, as, as our KB has said. So we have to practice and find out what works well for us. We have to use that to create the environment, the vibration that we need and we want to have. You know, at the end of the day, if things aren't working for you and things aren't going in the direction that you desire for them to go, sometimes you have to change the way that you do things. Well, how can I change? What can I do? Which way should I go? Sometimes you have to sit down and think about it. They tell you to go and meditate on it, go and pray on it. Prayer is a form of meditation as well for some. You know, people do it in different ways at different times, but what we do is what we have to know is going to work best for us. Awesome. Well, again, I, I thank our listeners for uh, listening to this episode of Align to the Light or Meditation and Please, please, please provide your feedback. Other thing I will just say over and over again, the chocolate meditation is real. I want to hear <laughs> be involved and engaged. If it, you know, I want to hear back how you, well, hopefully you did not inhale, you know, but you did, you know, inhale the scent, but not the whole chocolate as you were going through your meditation, as well as uh, the idea of, of, you know, focusing on it and see how that works with you and which of the meditations work, focused or open-minded. But chocolate meditation, hot remember chocolate. it, hot <laughs> chocolate. Oh, you could do hot right. chocolate meditation as well. Yeah, just Go ahead. make sure it's not in a paper cup, but the hot chocolate meditation <laughs> works too. I like it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, again, uh, KB, I'll let you close us out. But, again, I, this is HH signing out. All right. And, folks, thanks for listening. We definitely appreciate you. We look forward to next time, and we look forward to your comments. Reggie? Hey, this is Greg to the B with the double E. Thanking you for listening. Hoping you come back. And, seriously, send us some feedback via email. I would love to read some of them, and we'll share some of them on our next cast or in the future cast. Y'all be blessed. We look forward to hearing from you. Please send your questions, comments, and suggestions via email to aligntolight at uhsca.org. That's A-L-I-N-E, the number two, L-I-G-H-T, at uhsca.org.